It's, it's time for the November 12th, 2010 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a free-form mash of current events broadcasting from the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM on the campus of the University of California at Irvine. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm Mike Caspar. And there's Mahler. He's having a good time. He you is. know, he came with me on that boat trip when I set off the, the rocket off the coast of California. He did. Yeah, and, he, and he was watching the vapor trails, and damn if it wasn't barking just like this. Wow. He well, loved it. He loves Come a good rocket you, launch. Yeah, is right. it, you know, who doesn't? Who doesn't love a good rocket launch? Yeah. Exactly. Oh Good boy, boy Mahler. What happened this week, anyway? Oh, just a ton of stuff. It was just all over the map. Um, so don't expect this to be coherent. I'm just going to go right to the... I, I have no expectations yeah, you, from you, you, you uh, regarding coherency. coherency. That is not a concept that uh, bumps into me very often. Uh-huh. Um, uh, well, I... Uh, the the whole I guess the spending thing the spending panel thing. the the death panel the death panel <laughs> no, say see depth panel see it's a little, a little yeah ah. see it's a little joke a little play on did words. you just make that up I just did yeah That's brilliant uh, anyway the depth the debt debt panel forget about the B yeah the debt <laughs> I'm just the trying debt. to put a deep B the in there debit panel the, thank you uh, is talking about all kinds of things that they want to see us do. Uh, uh, cutting the, mm-hmm. the so-called entitlement programs and, uh, gosh, and then uh, maybe even some somewhere has to be an increase in revenue and now maybe there'll be some taxes. Who comprises this It's debt a, supposedly a, uh, the debt panel is supposedly a bipartisan. Bi. Co- co-chairs are a guy named Erskine Bowles and um, Alan Simpson. Now, Erskine Bowles was a Clinton, I believe, chief of, in fact, I know he was chief of staff during uh-huh. the Clinton administration. And Alan Simpson is the... The guy from the uh, Muppets who used to sit up there in the balcony mm-hmm. and he would, you know, yell at the performers. Yeah, he, yeah, wow. he was that guy. I had no he, idea yeah. that he was still around. Yeah, he's yeah. I he wasn't was he around. a senator back then? He was he senator was from um, I want to say Wisconsin or yeah. no, uh, Montana or something, yeah. something like. Well, Some place cool. with a lot of mountains and not a lot of people, and a lot of people with their hands up your backside. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. so yeah, apparently so. Yeah. And 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 everybody's you know I guess there are people who say because left people on the left and right are crying foul. They must be on to something. I'm going to disagree. Okay. Okay. But anyway, that that they're they're talking about uh, among other things, sort of uh, reform. Once again, we're back to reforming Medicare and Social Security. Uh, one of the proposals is to raise the retirement age by the year 2075 to the age of 69. That's sort of as a so sliding you're raise scale. Four years of the retirement age. Yeah. And 2000 and when? 75. Oh, for crying I know, out loud. I know. By now, 2075, I, we'll either all be dead <laughs> or we'll all be living to 120, so it really won't matter a whole lot. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm actually Come in on. favor of right now raising. Yeah. I'm, I'm more. I think whether you ought to raise it a year right now. Yeah. 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 Or within two years. Give people yeah. a little bit of warning. Right, here. right. I, I would not be opposed to raising it to 70 during my lifetime, certainly. I think that's reasonable because... Right. You're thinking ahead. Well, because I think that people we will... Don't, we don't Well, know. you're right. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But I'm assuming that I'll live to be, to be that at age, least 70. This is true. Yeah. yeah, during my lifetime, that could be next week. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway, I, I think the retirement age should be as a, as a way of... Uh, uh, essentially pulling now I we've had n- a number of people on weekly signals to say that Social Security is not in the dire 
um, uh, situation that it yeah. is being portrayed. Yeah, in other words, there's, there's enough funds left over right. right now that we don't need to cut anything. Right. We're, we we're still, I think, um, I, as I recall, 2020, 2025, there will still be more money going into the fund than will be taken out every year up until that point. It's at that point that we have this several trillions of dollars in the bank that it would start drawing down on. But if they just were to, how about do a means test on people who make more than a certain amount of money, they don't need Social Security. If yeah. you're making, you know, a million dollars a year, you do not need a $1,000 a month check. Yeah. Right? I what if we means so. t- just did that, we'd probably pull Social Security out of whatever the Yeah, whatever have, have a little bit uh, better rules as far as yeah. Social Security goes. You hit a certain level of income. Right. Where... And it could be a percentage. Right. You know? Exactly. If, if Social Security amounts to less than 1%, your monthly security, or whatever, right. to 5% of what you're bringing in, 10%, right. I don't know, right. pick, pick, pick a pick, figure, pick a I'm, I'm up for that, and yeah. you don't get it anymore. Right. Or there could be some sliding scale, they'll come up with that. At 10%, you get only get, you know, 80% of what your Social Security exactly. was, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Now, this, this, to me, this all of this, all of this discussion, every time Social Security comes up as a discussion, it reminds me, it, it brings to mind a Trojan horse. They're, they're simply looking for a way in yeah. in which they can start to move Social Security into a private sector yeah. enterprise. And that's the thing that I, I, I'm uh, vehemently opposed to. And I think so that and also the, one of the things they're uh, talking about in this DEP panel. Well, who has money in, in that kind? I guess it's insurance companies. Well, so the brokers is- who would be assuming most Social Security became an investment yeah. scheme. Yeah. The the amount of so we're talking uh, the Wall amount Street of here. fees that would be generated by that would be enormous, and that yeah. would be the beneficiaries would be Wall Street. Yeah, Wall Street. So, yeah, so so it's Wall Street. That's pretty much who's been driving this thing from the beginning. Yeah, I mean truly, uh, ever since Roosevelt implemented this thing, the Republicans have been trying to get as they do with almost every government program that's somewhat successful. They try yeah. to privatize it and make it their own. So well, yeah, this well, is well that's fine thing. if. You know, at, at that particular point in time, you could take that investment and plunk it in. Yeah, when we go back to our uh, percentages again, yeah, if we go back to that. If Social Security is only ten percent of your monthly income, then you can, you know, even at this point in time, I'd say you have the option to drop it, to drop in payments and invest and take it into a, a so to a private. Take that yeah, money. Yeah, I'd be willing to discuss that. What do you think? I, I know don't. That it's I, I'm not. Just, I think it's a social contract thing. I do think that at some everybody does. Yeah, yeah everybody's yeah, in. Right. And and yeah. I, I feel the same. I had this discussion with uh, with someone recently about public schools, and I mm-hmm. and uh, why? And I mean, I'm I'm in favor of sort of being creative, but public education is is kind of a, the common thread that. Theoretically, everyone in America gets the same education about the same things. That's the ideal, right? Well, it doesn't happen. Yeah. But, but public education is what, one of the ways in which we're bound together. Mm-hmm. We, and I do think that Social Security is a social contract we have. Government says, we'll take care of you if you invest along the way. We're, we're, we're partners with you on this. So. And, and as my good friend T.R. Black says, mm-hmm. a lot of these social programs and a lot of the taxes that we're paying, the rich have to look at as an insurance policy. Mm. It's an insurance policy on the country. 
we're trying to keep the country right. in, in a good, stable place right. where, where people who, who are in need of funds when they get to be in old age or, or right. are sick or right. whatever have that access so they, so they don't throw rocks through your window. It's an insurance policy for the rich folks so mm-hmm. the poor folk don't come and kill you. Right. Right. And, and I, you know, that's putting it in a brash way, but it is a security, right. uh, uh, an insurance on the country to keep it yeah. <laughs> a little bit more equitable. You can still make a gazillion dollars. That's fine fine with us, but let's have some insurance policy that everybody pays into that, that keeps everyone's head above the water. Especially given that most of the time that people are in dire straits financially yeah. is because of malfeasance or incompetence on the part of rich people. How's yeah. that? Wall Street screwed up badly yeah whether it was by by design by omission or commission whatever the reason the fact is uh housing collapsed the economy was on the verge of collapse some and no one's culpable yeah wall street's not culpable for this well, they were playing with the numbers they were it was a casino and somehow yeah. some way things went off the rails so there almost inevitably there is some level of responsibility on the part of the most wealthy people in society when things go terribly wrong in the financial sector. So I'm going to say no to. Uh, also, one interesting proposal that will never happen was uh-huh. the repeal of the mortgage deduction um, for uh, people who are paying a mortgage. They get to deduct that money out of their income for their income tax purposes. This is also apparently on the table. Yeah. It will never happen. I mean, I think right now, especially, I think housing would collapse. So that's that was a big story. A lot of people, a lot of strum and drang over that this week. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what do you think? Uh, Obama left the country. What? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I heard this. Uh, I heard Ariana Huffington on, on, Jaja was on one of the shows last night. Is it okay? Whose idea was it, darling, that he should leave the country? And I'm like, well, so? He went, he's going out looking hopefully looking for employment opportunities for us. Yeah, I I, that was the, the I guess that story, was the reason, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he was going over there looking for yeah. uh, an, an economic uh, arrangement with yeah. India. Yeah, but the chatter is that, the, that he wasn't listening. He didn't get it, that somehow... Because what, you can't hear something when you're in India? The, the, the peop, the, he went to a classroom in India, and the children there were asking him about... The children, you know, the, the young students there were yeah. asking him about... Uh, what happened in the election yeah. and what's going on in his country. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ariana, but this is the 21st century and the world is connected. The president knows what's going on yeah. at home if he's in India. Believe yeah. me. Yeah. Do we get what an idiot? What are we gonna, what do, we, do we want to put him in like stock? What, is, what in stockade? Is he in, in? Does he? Do we want to yeah. put him in the in out in front of the White House, strapped to a yeah. to some kind of a? He didn't take a steamship over to India for <laughs> Christ's sake. What an no, it was. It was like, oh, he's not comment. getting it. He's not the. Oh, they're supposed to be hard at work. You know, on well, yeah, I'm sure he can, is hard. Can at, you not be hard at work? <laughs> uh, you know, on in an airplane. I don't know. I, I seem to see a lot of people working on airplanes. Mm. Do you? Am no, I, am I know I you're absolutely no. This idea. Yeah. Plus, I personally, politically, I, I'm swimming. I guess against the current on this is. What is what is he gonna what is he going to do? And I and I actually admire the fact that you know what, this is the economic plan. We have a stimulus plan in place. We're yeah. doing things. We have stopped the bleeding. It's not yeah. as it's not where we want it to yeah, be. Go so all of a sudden you want him to, to flip 
does yeah. he do a backflip and start saying, you know, let's cut taxes more for the rich? I mean, no. I, this is people are are so and by impulsive the way, and they want change so fast. You know, when he was talking about change, he didn't mean like I'm going to step into office and things are going to change with me snapping my fingers. Right. It's it takes time, especially considering the horrible state that we were in. Yeah. Uh, two years ago. Two years ago, we were in... I, I'm surprised uh, that we're not in a very serious depression right now. I mean, I understand that yeah. a lot of people w- are without jobs. Right. But when I see uh, uh, motion pictures, film clips, newsreels of the 1930s, yeah. it was a lot more serious back then. And and we were on the verge of going into something like that. Yeah. Where where are the? I know there are soup kitchens. I know there are soup lines. But where are the three hundred people in line on the streets of New York waiting for uh, some food? Well, uh, they're, yeah. they're there, yeah. but they, but 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 they're not that much more than they were two years ago. And and we were expecting a, a, a tremendous crash at that point in time. It did not happen. I'm not going to say that that's all Obama's doing that it didn't happen. Right. But but things have leveled out a little bit here at least well it, it, we've stopped as as it was pointed out there was a job loss of somewhere around 700,000 jobs a month when he and when he took office 700,000 were gone yeah this last few months while it's not enough 100 150,000 new jobs are being added to the economy yeah. this is a long this is a long every economist that i've read said we're looking at a good seven or eight years yes. before the economy and employment is back to where we would be we'd think it was acceptable now sure. also to just to follow up there are 45 million people below the poverty level this is an unacceptably high amount of people not to not in any way to diminish the pain and suffering that's occurred but it is it was by most accounts uh, we were we were looking at the abyss before and yeah. and not so much and and uh, yeah um yeah so there you go and um well, yeah yeah it, it's it really is a case of people expecting too much and not understanding the mechanisms at work here we had an economy that was inflated and inflation has a meaning it was out of proportion to what the real economy should be right, right. well we sank below that. Right. We corrected ourselves by sinking below where it should be. Right. As we work up to where it should be, I hope we don't get into another circumstance where irrational exuberance rules, as it did three and four years ago, where the housing market, where people are making uh, unreasonable amounts of money in places. And, and that's what people want to make. And they don't want to make excessive. what's fair. They want to make what's unfair. Yeah. And that's why the economy is the way it was. Yeah. Was, you know, that's why it, why what happened occurred. And and thank God we're not expanding too much. I think if we if we went at the rate that a lot of these buffoons who are calling out Obama for not correcting the economy, if we went at the rate that they're expecting, we'd end up in the same place that we were two years ago. Right. Yeah, I mean, there was a point uh, 20, 15, 20 years ago where the housing market in Japan was, they were saying a block of downtown Tokyo was worth more than, like, the California economy. It's, you know, I mean, it was just, the inflation was crazy. Yeah. 
uh, and eventually they paid the price. And people were making $100,000 a month in perceived value on their homes. I mean, not a month, a year yeah. on their homes. I mean, this is, this, is not, this is not sustainable. It wasn't sustainable. Yeah. And by the way, in my opinion, it was a Ponzi scheme perpetrated by people on Wall Street who were making lots of money on fees, people in real estate who were making big commission checks, who wanted to see this thing go until, until whatever, until yeah. it finally did collapse. And those of you who don't admit that are just, well, you have your head someplace that you should firmly, get it out of. Firmly placed. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, and let's, let's, let's go back to admonishing, um, the uh, Wall Street is looking to exploit a whole loophole in the so-called Volcker rule. This was a uh, this was a uh, a financial reform legislation that Paul Volcker proposed. Curbs will help do undo some of the damage uh, done by the repeal of Glass-Steagall, which by most people's account was the really the place where all of this insanity started, and which ensured the separation of commercial and investment banking, according to the Financial Times. Banks have continued the practice because the Volcker rule excludes principal investments or long-term purchases on securities and assets. So banks are still, Wall Street firms are still looking for a reason to be able to overly inflate, overheat the market in order to ensure that they make big money on their, their, uh, their fees. Is there any way to make people who work on Wall Street have an ethical code? I don't think they have any. Well, theoretically, I, they're, I mean, they're supposed to be do, bonded but, yeah. of some kind. They get some sort of a, rate, uh, um, a certificate of competence. When they, I mean, they're just used car salesmen for the most point with pinstripe suits. You know, they're just right. they're just a little you know they're upscale used car salesmen, right. snake oil right. salesmen. Right. They're, I know they, this legislation was passed, and this is by the way one of the Republicans' priorities to overturn this. This modest reform of the financial institutions, and of course as we predicted they'd find a way around it, and they seem to have, and they're going to use it. So, um, yeah, it, it just it gets worse. Um, uh, how, okay, uh, here's another one. Okay. Um, you got a lot of paper there. I right? do have a lot of paper here. I'm just trying to pick out the stuff that you really like. They really, really like. You're going to complain. No. Do you have any happy news? Oh yeah, we got some happy news here. Okay. Don't ask, don't tell. Looks like that's going to. Go down in a big ball of flames, even though seventy uh, percent of the American people are are apparently in favor of re the repeal of it. So looks, they will not repeal the. Looks act? like the initial has concluded the ban on. Uh, would, oh, the Pentagon is even saying there'd be minimal impact if yeah, they were to repeal. But it. they're not going to repeal. Well, because it. the politics aren't there. There's the incoming Congress will scream bloody murder. Uh, apparently, they're they're just slow walking this till they can yeah. get to the new Congress. The new Congress isn't going to do anything with it. Even though 70% of the American people, even the U.S. military, are now saying, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. But uh, there are people who, on the left who are cynical about the administration's behavior on this, saying that it provides them with this great fundraising uh, little agenda item. They can con continually go back to the gay and lesbian community and say, we're working hard to repeal, uh, don't ask, don't tell. In the meantime, seem to be dragging their feet a little bit yeah. on this. So, uh, you know, uh, why don't they, do they have that rule in baseball? <laughs> you know, you know, that's funny. It's probably, you know, in organized sports, that's pro you're right. There's, I mean, how many, that's a good point. Yeah. How many openly gay athletes can you name? Not a whole lot. It's funny. The, the, there's, you know, there's funny. Glenn Burke, 
uh, who used to play with the Dodgers. But currently but, but, playing. Yeah, currently, yeah. And, I mean, that was a big story. Yeah. He comes out, and, you know, this is back in Dusty Baker time, yeah. I believe, yeah. yeah. In fact, I think the two of them were good friends. Yeah. And, you know, Baker was like, who cares? The guy's a good player. And he was. He was a great player. Yeah, but I, I think the, the prejudice, and uh, he went up to Oakland, and, yeah. and Billy Martin yeah. introduced him to the rest of the team as a faggot. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you can imagine playing under, under circumstances oh like God. that. Yeah. Yeah, this is, so it's, I understand we're getting a little bit off course here, but uh, I, I, I think it's time to repeal. Wow. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, I know. I mean, no. I, I'm, well, Bill, Billy just thought, he was playing, you know, small ball then, and <laughs> I think it, it went down to his penis size. Well, there you go. Oh, thank you very much. Um, but just, just a, it's part of this culture, it is part of the culture, military, baseball, athletes, macho, I cannot name one openly gay athlete uh, that's currently currently in their sport actively. Pre- uh-huh. I guess uh, Brian, uh, uh, Greg Greg Luganis was, and yeah. there was I it was was did Lewis? What's his name? Uh, well, who cares? That's the yeah. other thing. Yeah, and I know. It's, don't I know. Ask, don't I know. Tell, but, but I'm just there's you, know, you. You couldn't name one that don't you ask, know. Don't tell yeah. seems like something that you you don't want to teach your age, kids. I know. I know. All right. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, um, did you see any of the George Bush interviews? Oh, I refuse to. He's Satan. I'm not going to watch that guy. He scares me. Well, you know what it really is to me? He's not Satan. It's just like watching, you know, Carrot Top or something like that. (laughs) I'm not going to watch Carrot Top. What do I want to watch a buffoon like that? He's he's trying to. He's got got, everything about him is just below. it's It's mediocre. It's below yeah, I anything I want to deal with. The Matt Lauer interview. Yeah. I thought that was kind of telling. They asked, he asked him. So you, you, he says, I did approve the waterboarding. He said, yeah. we only approved it for three, which I don't think is true, but these, for three prisoners. And yeah. he Waterboarding for three? For, for three. And, then he, and he said, you know, that we got valuable information. I'm not sure that's true. And then when Matt Lauer said, well, you know, what about a U.S. soldier who's taken into custody? What a, yeah. You know, if we're waterboarding their people. An eye for an eye. He said, I don't want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to. He says, I'm not going to debate the issue, Matt. I really, uh-huh. I was just asking. I mean, what yeah. a foreign country started waterboarding an American citizen. It's, it's all I ask is so the people read the book. That was his response. Oh, I see. And then the other uh-huh. thing, the other part of this. A capitalist to the core. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the other, the other thing that he asked him about was, and it's in the book, apparently. It's in the book. Yeah. That uh, he would, the most upset he was during his presidency. This is a president hawking a book. I know. For Christ's sake. Well, I, I mean, actually, I, I actually saw him on O'Reilly. I actually saw him on O'Reilly, and he kept saying, Bill, read the book? Re, re, I'm here to talk about the book. Yeah. I mean, he kept talking is about it that how, bad george i mean really, the, you need the money yeah. you, for a guy who talks talk, about he doesn't really career in that much of a dire well, straits for a guy that talks about he doesn't care what what people say about him and let history judge him yeah. he seems to be okay. awfully awfully concerned about people reading the book yeah i guess it's part of his anyway, I don't know. all right I'm a, but they asked him about this worst moment of his presidency oh yeah 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 this is after uh, is asked him, oh yeah yes yeah, i mean <laughs> Really? Yeah, who, who was I it? Mean, uh, I mean, uh, was again was Matt Lauer? No, no, but no. It was the, old the, Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye yeah, West. Is, yeah. Well, so yeah. Hey, we had celebrities. I was host. Matt Lauer saying I was hosting that that telethon to help raise money for the victims of Katrina, and it's, do you remember? Uh, and what Kanye West said, and he said, "Oh, did you watch it?" And he said, "No." Do you remember what he said? Yes, I do. Um, and then they have a clip of George. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah. And then Bush's response was Kanye West says George Bush does, does not care, care about, about black, black people. people. Yeah. And then George Bush's 
response in the interview was he called me a racist. That's the lowest point of George Bush. And this was apparently the yeah. lowest point. Yeah, uh, for, forget about the gazillions of people that were killed over in Iraq. Present, forget about the horrible job he did on Katrina, which is, it was a horrible job on Katrina. Well, I, I don't want to start comparing it to Obama. You can compare it to Obama. I would hope that after uh, Obama is out of the presidency and they ask him what was the low point of his career, he wouldn't say something like, you know. Well, it was when Ariana Huffington said I shouldn't go to India because, yeah. 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 I mean, no. I, know. I mean, no. no, I know. I, 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 I you know, it, truly, Katrina, the wars. Yeah. I mean, the, the thousands, the, the, the hundreds of people who died in Katrina. Yeah. The, the hundreds, maybe more than a million Iraqis are dead now that would, uh, by, by all these accounts, would not be dead if, you know, under normal yeah. living conditions. Uh, forget the thousands who have been killed in combat. And how about 9-11? How about all the, how about the FBI said there is an imminent attack? How I, about, I and then 9-11 is... doesn't rank as the worst moment of your, I mean, yeah, Planes and you can, you can play that into your good side. If you know, if you're if you're a, a skillful politician, you can turn in. You know, the worst part of my yeah. presidency was nine eleven, and and yeah. it's not like you're taking blame well, for it. You can say that you know how, how horrible it made you feel, and yeah. and how how much it made you want to yeah. to do something to correct the situation yeah. and the world. And I hope I did you know all right at that. Uh, okay, well, but how, yeah. but what what a entertainer thinks about you. The Republicans are going always going on about you know the left being or the least liberals being involved in Hollywood and Hollywood politics and and superficial things. How superficial is that when you're concerned what Kanye West thinks about you? You 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 could he could you know you could easily say, yeah. as president, nine eleven was devastating to me as pre, as the commander in chief. Yeah, we, there was an opportunity. We missed the opportunity. Apparently, there was some intelligence that we, if we had acted yeah. upon, we might have been able to stop this. That was devastating for me as president. And you could even say personally, as a person, yeah. I, I, I'm not a racist. I, to be called a racist, it was disappointing. But to, to name yeah, it, it yeah. keeps coming back as the worst moment of your pre- – it's not as if it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. Yeah. He keeps talking about it. He talked about it before the book yeah. came one, one person misjudges you, I guess, is, is what he's saying. One person who happens to be popular misjudges him, and that's the worst po- point of his yeah, uh, of his. I, I, yeah. Anyway, and I, I just think it goes to the uh, goes to the. the what, how thin skinned is that? Too? Well, it I goes mean, to this point that he he doesn't. He was a disconnected person. Yeah. And this some somehow some way this sort of penetrated the the fog around him. Yeah. And 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 that and so that's what sticks in his head. I, I just I find it. it well, just, how X two being in that position would you even assume that there are some. Uh, they don't want to stereotype black rappers. I don't know how, but wouldn't you just assume? I I assume that there are black rappers who think that I'm a racist. Yeah, I, I well, you know there are some out there. I'm sure you know, there, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I could hang with with Snoop. You know, and I think yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think you guys have enough yeah. in common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any 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 rapper who can you know yeah, I think spark you, a fad. I think you've got something yeah, well, that you common ground. But yeah. I understand that there are people who probably would think I'm a racist. Yeah. So you, that's not that's not the low point of my life. Believe me, <laughs> I got I got plenty of low points, and and I wasn't even president. I know. If 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 a if, if certain I mean I don't want to focus too much on this. Black rapper knew that I white guy lived in 
Corona yeah, Del right Mar. A Corona Del Mar yeah. white guy. They're yeah. going to say, "You're a ra- yeah, yeah, of course you're a racist. You were, you know." So anyway, whether it's justified or not. All right, I just uh, some some quick sort of that. You know, these are things that sort of slide under the radar. Nobody really pays too much attention to it. Uh, apparently, there's a significant. Uh, evidence to support uh, that a Texas prisoner was executed um, and should not have been. Yeah, that's why I'm against capital punishment. Uh, DNA testing. Uh, this that's is a it. significant thing. That's, By I the can't way, imagine anything more horrible. Yeah. Anything more horrible than the state, the country you live in, to decide that you're guilty of something and execute you when you were not guilty of right. that thing. It is that, the ultimate that, that, punishment. That, how? how yeah. And it dimin- And in some ways, if you're a law and order person, it diminishes the credibility of your criminal yeah. system. That in by doing that, yeah. that 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 means that theoretically anyone anywhere in your society could be victimized by the same set of circumstances. I don't want to coddle prisoners. No. We talk about this all the right, time. Right, right. And we always bring, I always bring up Charles Manson, who looks like a complete idiot. Yeah. What finer example of, of don't do anything stupid in your life, don't murder, don't commit a crime, is there than that pathetic little fool Charles Manson sitting in a prison? I know. I, he, he, you could just kind of put him in a glass box and, and just have a running video of him, and he'd serve as a fine example to, to anyone to, to stay out of a life of crime. And there are plenty of people like that. Just, just, just don't give them a weight room. That's all I'm saying. Right, right. You can do push-ups yeah, and pull-ups. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll let you outside, yeah. but pretty much you're in lockdown. Yeah. By the way, and I didn't really plan it this way. By the way, this execution, is, the gentleman's name was Claude Jones. The single hair that was used as the lone piece of physical evidence to convict him, yeah, turns out it wasn't him, his hair. This was the lone piece of physical evidence wow. they had. And by the way, wow. his execution came in while George Bush, it, the, the planning came while George Bush was running for president in 2000. Yeah. His first well, run. Yeah. And he well, had he the was, opportunity before all of this. Uh, he was executed in December, but this all was coming to a head while he was running for president. And this goes back, by the way, just to cast dispersions on both sides. This also happened when Bill Clinton was running for president yeah. in 1992. There was a guy who was apparently mentally ill, mentally, it was retarded, whatever, mentally challenged, whatever the proper phrase is he was he has like he was under like 70 yeah. he was executed and clinton flew back from new hampshire to arkansas to make sure to oversee the execution yeah. of this guy to prove what a law and order guy he was during the middle of the presidential what election i know anyway yeah t- not anyway but i i think is it kamala harris i think she's behind now uh, yeah, by a few thousand votes. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, the uh, yeah. California Attorney yeah, General, who yeah. was against the death penalty, is just barely losing. No, no. And that, I, that gives no. me hope for uh, at least California. It does. It does. It's the fact that another strike, if you will, a, a woman being elected Attorney General is another sort of hurdle that I yeah. think a lot of people would have been reluctant to. She was to, good looking. She maybe not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, she um, was. I'm, yeah, I know. She was attractive. Yeah, 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 I know. She was, I know, a, she was you know. a good looking woman yeah. who was, yeah. Well spoken and, yeah. and, and, and anti death penalty. Yeah. Uh, Lou Dobbs got picked up by Fox Business Network. Yeah. Lou eh, Dobbs? Yeah. That's Who's just he? one of those. And one of them things. Lou um, Dobbs. What a name. Lou Dobbs. Sounds like, you know, maybe a second baseman. 
doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Uh, Lou Dobbs. It's kind of a throwback yeah, guy yeah. back from 1950s with yeah. Detroit. Well, Sparky. Sparky yeah. Anderson. He played with Sparky Anderson. Yeah. Lou Dobbs. Yeah. Dobbs to Anderson. <laughs> that, they, they used to say that. Or, yeah, D-O-A was what they said. When, when, you, when you slid into second, they'd say D-O-A. <laughs> Dobbs to Anderson. Yeah. Dobbs to Anderson to, to Harris. I don't know. Anyway, so... Um, the uh, 100,000 Hispanics apparently have left Arizona since the implementation of 100,000. Who's keeping score here? Who's A new study by Arizona uh, uh, says Arizona's notorious, that's what their, their, their words, anti-immigrant law has led to the mass exodus of 100,000 Hispanics from, mm-hmm. from the state of Arizona. Are they, where are they going? New Mexico, I don't know where they're going. That's a good yeah. question. I don't know. Um, hundred thousand? That's not much. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, like know. I don't know. I don't know. Sold out Anaheim stadiums. You yeah. Know? yeah. So I mean, it's a good amount. I'm not. A lot of, not yeah, it's a, a lot, lot of people. To, well, well, good. I I wish there would be more. Yeah. I'd like to see yeah. Arizona sink a well, little that, bit. Well, that's in just their since this Yeah. By the way, uh, we haven't talked about this, but the uh, implementation of 1070 seems to have coincided with serious lobbying being done on the part of private a private prison industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing, that initiative. Shucks. Well, well how, tie that in a little bit more. Well, their, uh, Jan Brewer's chief of staff was a guy who was a lobbyist for... Yeah, the governor. Uh, for the governor, Jan yeah. Brewer, thank uh, you, of Arizona. of Arizona, who was instrumental in getting this law uh, passed, and also she signed it, obviously, yeah. uh, into law. Uh, her chief of staff was a was previously a lobbyist for, uh, I think it's called, oh, I forgot the name of the company. It doesn't matter. It's a big company that's a prison, private prison firm. And uh, also a number of people on her staff were also former um, lobbyists. And in the, in the legislature, the, the guy who authored the bill, uh-huh. was getting a huge amount of money from um, that same firm when he was running for re-election. So the fingerprints of private, the private business is all over private prison industrial complex. I'm gonna, this is one I think we, uh, you'll have some fun with. In San Francisco, uh-huh. the, the first city in the U.S. to ban high-caloric children's Happy Meals. Yeah. Served McDonald's, uh, at McDonald's fast food. On, they voted to ban... Bar, proposal barring them from giving away toys with meals containing excessive fat and sugar. Nathan Callahan, the floor is yours. Um, I think that they should give those meals to the hundred thousand Mexicans. <laughs> I I don't know. You know, first of all, first first of all, I want to say is this too much record, of an intrusion of no, government into our lives? First of all, ten seventy wasn't racist. No. It was just ill planned, okay. and they and they could have implemented a law. That I, I think there is a problem with immigration into the country. Yeah, I think I that, that, that people who uh, should have to uh, take some sort of citizenship test or something's going on here. The yeah. pe- it downgrades anybody who really wants to be a citizen. I agree. To have people just streaming through the border and, and then all of a sudden there's an amnesty and, you know, quarter of a million, three million, I don't know how many people suddenly become citizens. Yeah. It downgrades people who... Who came here? Waited worked, in line. Yeah, waited in line and worked hard right. and took the test to be. You know, we we always make a big deal out of that. Isn't that sweet? They want to be U.S. citizens. Well, let's put something behind it. Right. Now, as far as uh, Happy Meals goes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, is it is it too much? I wish people were smarter. That's all. Yeah. And I don't know that you can legislate people getting smarter. 
I, I think it would be much better to put any sort of enforcement into maybe school systems. Yeah, I mean, I think that's while, a key. And, right. and, and, and in San Francisco, they're, they're doing that, too. What, what we're doing here is taking one city and, and saying, should it be everywhere? Well, no, but San Francisco is already ahead of the game, I believe, as far as keeping Coke machines out of school. Yeah, they've done and, a much better job with yeah, their... Yeah, and, and that's where you've got to yeah. start. If they were doing that through the whole country, it's ridiculous, really, that you can't, if you're in a school cafeteria in the state of California, get water. There is no cup of water. There is no water dispenser in most schools That's in California. That's crazy. A kid can't go in and, and get water. He has to go out to the drinking fountain you know, to drink the water. But he can get Coke. He can get all sorts of sugary fluids. You know, and, and that's just stupid. I, it just, what, is this the dental industry behind this? I have no idea what bad health industry would want this apparently right so. no i mean and, and and no one i would never argue that this is a conspiracy it's just yeah. the, the fact that it's it's food that is easy for people to eat i don't yeah. uh, you I know i want people to be able to eat whatever they want to eat right if they want to eat as as much you know uh, but cholesterol laden crud they they should be there shouldn't be any law against that, although I do understand in public places where people don't know what it is that they're eating that you want to cut down on that because yeah. you, want, you want your citizenry to be healthier so you don't have to pay the insurance costs of clearing out their arteries. Well, and by the way, the report in Los Angeles County, the, the, the incidence of type 2, type 3 diabetes is skyrocketing. Yeah. Uh, and it is, and you're right. In a, in a, in a place like school, we have a captive audience, right? Yeah. You, these guys, I mean, they, they they you should offer the alternatives. You should be engineering, if that's the right word, yeah. the diet, the 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 uh, the menu to a healthy diet for these kids. Yeah, this I isn't Kansas that, anymore, right? This this is the, the we, world we, is very complex right now, right. and there are so many systems involved. When you say happy meals, it's not just that we don't want kids. You know, San Francisco doesn't want kids to have toys or to, to have... No, a, but there a, are public, there are public policy ramifications for a, for a population that is yeah. exploding with diabetes. Yeah. Yeah, there we're going to pay a price later on down the line. Right. And somebody, some politician is going to have to make a decision to maybe cut uh, an insurance policy that affects people who are afflicted with diabetes. Well, in the same way that we have said... To people who want to smoke cigarettes, go knock yourself out. But you're going to pay for the consequences yeah. of of your action. Uh -huh. You're going to pay more in taxes. It's going to there be you go. a happy meal tax. A happy look. Oh, fine. Well, I mean, and if that money goes into a slush fund of of sorts, a fund that will eventually pay for those people who um, need um, additional care that are on the yeah. So, by the way, speaking of that, well, it's just more complex these days. That's all yeah. I'm saying. It's not like you know when when you get sick, you, you, they lock you in the upstairs room until they put you in the ground. Right. There's if if people don't want all the the uh, the, the health benefits that come along with their insurances and and just their their ability to get better in the situation that they're in health wise. Fine. If you want to go back to the 1800s. Yeah. Fine, but yeah. we're not going back there. Sorry. I'm not going. Train left the station. I'm Here not. we are. What are we going to do that makes sense? Uh, quickly, uh, 
in this in that same vein. Yeah. New figures show that nearly 59 million Americans went without health care for at least part of last year, according to the Center for Disease, uh, Disease Control and Prevention. They lacked uh, insurance despite having conditions or diseases that required treatment. Yeah. That's at least 4 million more than 2008. And the last thing, just to, just as equal bashing, equal opportunity bashing today, Barack Obama continues to defend the United States' right to assassinate U.S. citizens uh, in response to a, uh, a, uh, a lawsuit filed by Nazar al-Awlaki, who is, uh, the, whose son is targeted for uh, assassination by the U.S. government. So they continue to defend this, what I consider to be unconscionable idea that they have the right to decide who will be assassinated uh, free of any sort of oversight. Okay. And finally, yes. speaking of assassinations, a McDonald's Happy Meal photographed every day for six months showed no signs of decomposing.